0: I'm Andrew Slaven from the Totally Scottish Football Show, and today we are invading the Totally Football Show stream. Bad luck if you're a subscriber. But the question is why are we here? Look, we're very proud that we spend just as much time talking about Rangers or Celtic as we do Clyde or Hamilton. But when we recorded our podcast, As we always do on a Monday night, we discussed the future of Brendan Rodgers as Celtic manager. And we all agreed he would probably be on his way to Leicester in the summer. But not now. So we woke up on Tuesday morning and Rodgers is at Leicester, finalising a deal at the King Power. And walking away from the chance to secure a historic treble treble. So we had to hijack the studio. Neil Lennon is set to return to Parkhead to become Hoop's manager for the second time. So what does this mean for Celtic, Leicester and the title race in Scotland? Joining me in the studio, it's our regular posse. It's JJ Bull from The Telegraph. Hello. And from Copper 90 we've got Laura Brannan. Hello. Later on, we'll be joined by the man who wrote the book on Leicester's title winning season from the Sunday Times, Jonathan Northcroft. But first, guys, Brendan Rogers walking away from potentially doing something historic.
1: Yeah, to put this into context, he's, what, nine games away from the league ending, which would be his third consecutive league title. He's three Scottish Cup games away from winning his third consecutive Scottish Cup and he's already got the league cup, his third league cup, in the bag. So he's got seven out of nine possible trophies right now and he is looking as though he's walking away to Leicester right at the end of what has been probably one of the most competitive seasons in the top flight of Scottish football in our lifetime.
0: But now you look at Celtic, eight points clear at the top of the table when this happens to them.
2: Rodgers, it's too easy for him. He he won everything. He won everything he competed for. He couldn't possibly get to the level he wanted in Europe because they don't have the players in place. It's different. The game's moved on a wee bit. The Premier League is where everyone kind of goes... If you can get to that level, you it, want to test yourself as a as a I'm, any manager in the world. They say it often. I've not, I've never seen anyone ever say they don't want to manage in the Premier League. At some point, the money is there, not just to get paid yourself, but also to build a team that you want to build. It is the most watched, probably sporting thing in the entire world. I mean, everyone wants to be what the Premier League has as a product. Sure, so just there.
0: Sure, but you can. You can at least understand the, the uproar amongst the Celtic support. Who comes to, in will win everything but, anyway. But, but <laughs> you, know, you had Chris Sutton this morning yeah. almost kind of break the news. But you also later put out a video saying that the timing stinks. And when you call yourself
2: a Celtic fan uh, and then you not, do stuff like this. See, I'm not having that bit, the Celtic okay, fan bit. Because okay. it's, it's a job so he supports Celtic you have to come in and say this is the best job ever I love this club you have to do it that's the one on one because you get them on side you can't do that job unless the fans are on side he's done it and I think he did grow up a Celtic fan didn't he? But that's absolutely
1: relevant though Because this is the thing Celtic fans are going over the top on Twitter Saying he's not a real Celtic man He's not one of us We need to get Neil Lennon Because he's one of us And he understands us I don't get this from any other club In Scotland Where they go You don't get Oh he's got to be a Hamilton Acquis man He's got to be a Kelly man It's this Celtic mentality It's similar to Liverpool I think That that kind of mentality But I I don't like that mentality Of he's got to be one of us But is that not Is that not maybe because
0: Brendan opened up his managership yeah. at Celtic saying he's a Celtic fan The fans and that ingratiates club that are with them straight away
2: But the, the definition yeah. they're fans it creates this hysteria and then people just get really caught up in it it's a big club lots of people support it It's a, it means a lot more to people in Glasgow especially because you know the stuff that's not nice that surrounds it all but
1: it's a PR game he's come out on his first yeah. day and whoever's in charge of P- PR there has told him what to say sat him down the same way I mean come on can we look back to Gary Hooper and Victor Wanyama signing for Celtic they took respectively the 88 and 67 jerseys because they were saying oh I respect the Celtic history and it means something to me I'm sorry Victor Wignam and Gary Hooper knew nothing about Celtic history before they came in that is a PR line yeah, They spun yeah. through the club for them sitting down talking to the media and it's exactly the same with Brendan Rogers. but I mean
2: but, I mean Rodgers that, that thing he's done for Leicester. You only have to look at Leicester for that. that, that. Oh Well, there you go. I mean, Roger's he's in a rush. He's getting down the and getting a contract signed. They're trying to get that done in time for the game on Tuesday night. Yeah. Just to get something out, that seems nice, just fine. But, he t- I mean, it's just a job.
3: I'm delighted to be named manager of this fantastic football club. At Leicester City, the foundations are in place for us to grow and achieve many things. Hopefully, with my experiences and the talent of the players in our squad, we can be successful together. See you all soon.
0: Let's get a fan's perspective from friend of the show and Celtic supporter Barca Jim. Jim, we're pretty shocked this morning. How do you feel?
4: It's just very odd. I'm not surprised. I don't think anybody was really expecting him to, to be in charge next season. I, I suspect what's happened is that he may have tried to, you know, keep himself in place till the summer and then he would have left Celtic smelling of roses and whatever. And I don't think the board were, were prepared to let him do that. Do you think
2: the circumstances around it, like the way he's left, will cast a shadow of what he's, what he's achieved there over the last few seasons?
4: I, I, absolutely, 100%. They were, fun enough, I speak to my best pals, the Blue Nose, and we were speaking today about when, you know, when Souness left Rangers and, and went went to Liverpool, there was a kind of acceptance of, well, it's Liverpool and it's his, his club and etc. But some of the audience to, the, to this show won't be effectively Scottish football fans. But you, you know yourselves... Celtic and Rangers are absolutely massive, massive clubs mm-hmm. and it's a big, big job and nobody can really get their hit. You know, I think that's one of the things as well that is leaving is bad enough, but leaving to a club which is, even if we ignore the, the medical season, is effectively a, a mid-table English Premiership club. Let's get it right. Brendan is a Brendan fan before he's a Celtic fan. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> he's gone down there. If we were to paint a scenario, he goes down there, Next season he gets Leicester playing attractive football, gets him maybe into the the Everton spot. You know, wins the Everton Cup. <laughs> you know, he wins the Everton Cup with uh, with Leicester. Gets some six or sevens Europa League. Then the Arsenal job comes up. Now then his rehabilitation is complete. You know, Celtic has have rehabilitated him to a degree, and then he does a decent job with Leicester. And all of a sudden, you know, maybe Pochettino goes to to. United, or you know, one of the top six jobs be up. He's down there for the second stage of his reinvention, as far as I'm concerned. Was, How much
1: do you think the the transfer business, the, or the lack of transfer business in the last couple of windows, has affected this?
4: <laughs> How indiscreet can I be here? <laughs> um, <laughs> the word on the street, to use a naked the naked gun expression, the transfer business is, is a sore point. Brendan brought in Congerton and that saw the, uh, the moving out of John Park. Now, John Park was there when when Celtic, you know, when Yama and Van Dijk, that was the kind of player that we were bringing in. Congerton, I think it's fair to say, has not brought that kind of calibre or identified that kind of calibre of player. So I think there was Brendan looking to be backed, but at the same time shaking his tail feather at other clubs. And the board thinking, you know... Do we really want to be giving this guy money when he could be doing, oddly enough, exactly what he's done today? The transfer business absolutely played a part in this. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, the Congerton point was one I was kind of talking about, I think it was last week on the show, just saying he's not obviously the same impact as, as John Park. When you look at it, it's a lot of loan signings. Some players are out of contract in the summer. He's not leaving Celtic in the best shape, is he?
4: I don't think I heard you say, and I, I, I'll be candid. I had a wee shout at the, a wee shout at my radio when when you said that. I, I don't think that's entirely fair. The reason the loan signings have have come in, has been because of what's happened today. I think Celtic have been planning for this longer than possible. I mean, well look at this. We're not even twelve hours later, and Celtic have got a new manager. Now, that tells you, I think, all you need to know about term. You know about what plan was already. You know that this day was planned for, and uh, I think it wouldn't have made any sense to bring players in on big wages and big transfer fees when, you know, at the end of this season, or as as has happened in the course of this season, they were looking at a new manager.
0: Well, you raise a good point because Neil Lennon he's returning on a on an interim basis. Celtic winning seven titles in a row, three of those are his. Do you think this is a safe appointment from
4: Celtic? Yeah, I, I think. One of my favourite films is the The Godfather. And this, when you're in a situation like this, you need a wartime consigliere. You need somebody who knows what's required to get the job done. Again, some of your English listeners, and you know, and I, I hear it, you know, you know, I live in Manchester, just don't understand how big the jobs are. Even the Aberdeen jobs a big old job, you know, because there's a lot of expectation on you, and Celtic cannot afford somebody who takes three, four, or five months. To understand what it's all about, it needs to be somebody who, who who hits the ground running from day one, and Lennon absolutely fits that description. Do you think the
0: the majority of Celtic support would like for him to stay in the job after after his interim basis?
4: What you've got is this: the spectre of the ten looms large. I think if Celtic win the league this year, you're then eight in a row. Is that the time to gamble? You know, you're looking at maybe somebody like Jack Ross at Sunderland who. You know, there's a lot of buzz round about, and he's got, he's got something about him. I think he's got something about him, but you, you just can't take that gamble when there's something historic within the grasp. I think fans would accept him if, if we comfortably see to the end of the season and he delivers the Scottish Cup, then it's a very, it's a, it's a very, very brave board that says we're not giving him the job.
1: I'd I'd go further than that though Jim I'd say let's not be about the bush here if Neil Lennon comes in now he's there until the 10 in a row is so to speak completed if it gets that far because we've seen this story before haven't we he's came in at this stage of the season he's done a good job albeit the league at that time in 2010 wasn't in the position that they're in just now so it's harder for him to pull it back it's his to lose now he goes on and he wraps it up this season surely Celtic would be daft to get rid of him it's a man that they know can do the job He's been away, he's come back, he's, he's more experienced now and he'll be there to complete the next two years and reinstate this status he's got as a club hero.
2: You're listening to the Totally Scottish Football Show with Andrew Slaven.
0: Let's look at this from a Leicester perspective and we're delighted to be joined by author of Fearless, the amazing underdog story of Leicester City. Hello, Jonathan Northcroft, how are you?
3: Hi, I'm fine, thanks. How are you? Yeah, very well. Listen, why do you
0: think Rogers has taken this job now rather than the summer?
3: Well, the timing is is the most curious thing of it. I'm not surprised he's taking the job per se. It's um it's the best opportunity in the Premier League outside of the top six. and for someone that that quite obviously has wanted to return to the the Premier League, for a wee, wee bit of time, certainly since the summer, I guess, with the fallout with Peter Lowell, then it's logical that he would look at Leicester and think, well, that's my best route back. But why this couldn't have been managed better from Brendan Rodgers' point of view, I'm not quite sure. Obviously, from Leicester's point of view, they had hoped to persist with, with Puel for a bit longer. They felt they were getting towards a crisis point in terms of relegation. And, you know, pressed the button on Puel and obviously made an approach for Brendan, But I guess their needs have now basically led this whole process. And I'm a little bit surprised that Brendan Rodgers has allowed that to happen rather than, you know, saying, come back for me in the summer or even finding a way to do a deal quietly without having to take over now. But I guess it's football. Um, We've seen things like this before. Um, Once a manager decides that he doesn't want to be there, I do get from a Celtic point of view, it's kind of hard to have faith that, that he can then fulfil his job properly for the rest of the season. So I can see that. I, I I'm just surprised with for, from Brendan's point of view, given all that he's said about Celtic and feels about Celtic apparently, yeah. that he's allowed this to happen in terms of timing.
0: Yeah, it's really odd. I mean, when we spoke to you last on the podcast and you mentioned Rogers has a bit of a Messiah complex, do you think <laughs> this is do you think this is a good appointment for Leicester?
3: Oh, I think it is it's a it's a really good fit uh, for Leicester. I mean, Puel's job was to transition Leicester from you know the 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 way of playing a guess that won them the title, um, but with an ageing team um, and a team that started to break up to something more sustainable with a younger group of players. He was brought in to introduce more possession-based football, mm-hmm. okay. develop those youngsters. I guess Europeanise Leicester a bit more and make them, um, you know, a sort of stable top seven or eight team. And I, he was able to do some of those things. He developed the youth quite well. Uh, he did bring in a bit of a possession game, but you know, he—I guess—he lacked the personal charisma or authority to lead a club that's got used over the years, not just with Ranieri, but you know, Martin O'Neill's hugely popular at Leicester, Nigel Pearson—they—they they, they kind of—they're always quite like big personalities in the managerial seat. Now Brendan has got the personality, he's got the development record, he's also going to play the type of football Leicester want, um, he's, he's going to try and build the club and that's exactly what they need. I think it's a really good appointment from Leicester's point of view.
2: What do you think happens to Leicester if they end up finishing 8th, 7th, 8th the next three years and he doesn't take them to the next level? Do you think, think Rodgers will take them there? Has he really got the players in? Is he going to have to bring in more to do it?
3: It's a fascinating question because I think you could ask the same of, of, of Everton, of, of, of West Ham, Newcastle. What, what is the limit for these clubs that are below the top six? What can they, can you know, can they really go higher than seventh or eighth? And if that's all the best they can do, does it come a point where ambitious people will move on or, or they'll get restless? So that that's something for down the line, though. I think in, in the immediate term, it's to get a brilliant group of young players into a, a sort of mature team and, and give the club a bit of an adventure back. Uh for a couple of years, at least, I think the, the pressure will be off him. I, I, I know that events at Leicester have led people to think it's a really demanding club. Mm. I actually don't think it is. I live in the city. The, the fan base is actually quite quite mild. Certainly nothing like the expectation of Celtic or Liverpool. I actually think they're reasonably easy to please. Uh, and he'll get a bit of leeway. I really do think he'll get a bit of time. Although I, I, I'm su- I'm I'm sure uh, that other Leicester managers thought they were going to get time as well, and it didn't work out that way.
0: Well, yeah, exactly. So Leicester sat three managers since they've won the title mm. in 2016. The owner's expectations seem a lot higher than the fans' expectations, perhaps.
3: Uh, yes, maybe. Um, I, I, I I do think it's just been a byproduct of what do you do after creating a miracle what do you do after winning a title i think i think any club would have struggled with that and, and this sort of identity crisis has probably led to the sacking rather than unrealistic expectations i mean the owners are ambitious but they're not asking anyone to go win the title again the fans i think all that they want is front foot football and to do better in the cups pretty much and don't want to be relegated it's not the most demanding set of circumstances. I really don't think it is. I just think those sackings have happened because, in trying to find out what you do next after a title win when you're Leicester City, they've just made the wrong calls. They've just, you know, ran really out a bad transfer window. Didn't work for him. Shakespeare wasn't it wasn't the right thing to do to give it to the number two. And Puel wasn't, you know, for the reasons I mentioned about his personality. Didn't didn't quite work. I, I don't think it's you know, a, a kind of mini Chelsea or anything like that.
1: How do you think the fans are going to receive Rodgers, though? Because the last time he was in England, he left as a sort of figure of ridicule, wasn't
3: he? He did. I mean, you know, the whole uh, Brent or, or Brendan thing started when he was at Liverpool. I, I think with Leicester fans, he's got the the advantage of... Uh, there's a sort of slight Martin and Neil factor about him. Um, the I guess the Northern Irish connection. But more than that, you know... He, yes, he is a bit of a self-styled messiah, but they quite like that. O'Neill was a bit like that. O'Neill was a bit, lar- you know, a bit not, bit larger than life. There's something a bit, you know, of that with Brendan, and I think I think he might might go down okay with him. The wider football community in England, of course, will be watching really closely because of how it ended for for yeah, Brendan at Liverpool. Yep. Um, and I, I think a lot of people are undecided actually about his Liverpool reign. You know, was it was it great, and he nearly won the title, or you know, did he get lucky and and uh, it really tailed off badly, so he'll have to answer those questions.
0: There'll obviously be a lot of furor in Scotland with this idea of, you know, leaving the champions of, you know, a club that's won every mm. domestic honour under Brendan Rodgers And he goes to Leicester City. And a lot of fans a lot of Celtic fans will see Celtic as a much bigger club than Leicester City. What do you think it just boils down to?
3: Yeah, you know, it's I, I think this is a it's A pretty sobering moment for Scottish football. Look, as an Aberdeen fan, I had my sobering moment when Adam Rooney went to Salford City. I think this is, in a way, Celtic's version because it was fine. Um, yeah, well, I know, I know, I, 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 it was a wonderful servant. I'm fe- feeling, a, I'm feeling a stab of pain in my heart as I said those but, but, words, but
2: they wouldn't have Cosgrove if it weren't for that, anyway. Doesn't they Move on, <laughs> I
3: know, I know, I know. We're, we're all right now, exactly. Um, but. Yeah, I mean, one of my mates is a Leicester fan said to me, the first thing he said to me was, this is revenge for the year 2000 when they took Martin O'Neill from us. And I think that's the wow. perspective for Celtic, which is in 2000, you know, they were bigger than Leicester City. They were the the, the, the promised land for Martin O'Neill. And, and he left Leicester in the lurch and, and, he, and he went up there. And it's, it's, it's the opposite, you know, a seventh or eighth placed... Premier League club is a bigger job, it's going to pay bigger, it's going to have a higher profile and that is pretty sobering for Scottish football as a whole and certainly for Celtic.
0: JJ, you you must be pretty gutted that Celtic didn't widen the net a little bit. We've heard that people all was looking at other
2: candidates.
0: Did you put your name into the hat after winning the Champions Cup for Aberdeen on the, uh, what was it? chat manager
2: people manager 19 that is correct Andrew is one of my greatest achievements in my <laughs> entire life and I'm and I'm not joking <laughs> did you, did, like I've tried my entire life to do that and because I don't cheat on it you see and uh, I've now done it I've won it with other clubs but that's not the same I, last year I got in the final but I lost to Real Madrid and I was so like I, I couldn't play it again for months so you, you didn't throw your name into the hat you didn't
0: phone up PT and say hey. <laughs> no, I didn't phone PT. No. <laughs> no no no
1: he's one of the three New well, Lennon.
0: that's what I was, I was thinking. JJ, that's what I wondered. I was yeah. thinking, Pierre Lowell's spoken not just to Neil Lennon, but to two others. Well, and once you put that tweet out about winning the champion, and Jim Layton giving you glorious
2: um, I, I might, praise, a, a digital Jim Layton. a digital the real Jim Leighton, yeah, not
0: that, the goalkeeper, former Man
2: United. Or my phone's on, Jim. I don't know if he has my number. <laughs> this is all going wrong. Uh, but maybe my skill set only applies to digital players, or maybe just Aberdeen players on Football Manager. I don't know. So, so look, Neil Lennon. Is going to come in, and uh, very interestingly,
0: he comes up against not only Hearts on Wednesday night, but he comes up against his old club Hibernian on Saturday at Hibbs. This is going to be
1: an interesting weekend. Scottish football is a gift that keeps on giving. Could this be written any better?
0: He obviously left Hibbs in really strange circumstances. You yeah. know what we obviously just found out out of the blue that he'd been suspended. He didn't leave the club. The club came out and said, uh he's not been sacked,
2: but you know, we've not asked him to leave, but he left and See, this whole thing's quite funny. Like, I mean you saw when Ronnie Dyla was in, so the last Celtic manager that was in, they didn't quite have whatever it was that it took to, to really maybe he didn't understand the league very well or know yeah. the players he had. Uh, he also
1: did have a lot of competition at the time as well.
2: Sure, and um he didn't have the best of times, but he still won the league. Like you know, so Celtic are so far about this it's been a thing for a while. It's been competitive. Aberdeen finished second the last few years in a row. They're still amongst it. Rangers have spent a lot of money and they are pushing, but they won't win it this year. The gap is huge. Well do the, you not
0: do you not think that this throws Celtic into some sort of chaos, right? Like no, no, obviously Neil no. Lennon comes out. Obviously, Neil Lennon comes in. It's going to be a completely different style You're of away management. <laughs> no, no, I'm just, I'm basically trying to be balanced. <laughs> well,
1: what's going to change though? Okay, so Brendan Rodgers is away, but what's going to change? He's, he's left. Well, Neil um, Lennon
0: is a very different manager stylistically. Yes, correct? But he goes
1: in with them eight points clear at the top of the league. He goes in with them already with a trophy in the cabinet and in the quarterfinals of the well, cup. Well, you yeah, can't what, so, lose so this.
0: Put so yourself, put yourself as a as a player then and you see all this going on. Do you just, I mean, I'm sure they're professional enough to just crack on and do what they're doing.
1: We've spoke about, oh, well, Brendan Rodgers likes using youth. But then Neil Lennon's got exactly the same record. He likes bringing through youth and working with them. And yeah, OK, so like the like Timothy Ways come in. And the man that he signed for has suddenly left and he's probably sitting there thinking, why have I come to this club? But the likes of James Forrest and Callum McGregor, who's running the team right now, are youth products from Neil Lennon's time. So I think he's walking straight into a team he'll be completely comfortable with. He
0: arguably arguably has a better record than Brendan Rodgers in Europe.
2: The other thing about player transfers, it's not like... The way it works is not that a manager says, I want to buy this guy and then he get, and he goes out and organises it. A team of people, normally a massive Skype network, a whole data analysis network, they sit together and they have targets that they might need to get at certain times and they plan it for the future and then what happens is that they, when they identify one they want to get and it's available, they go for it and they take it in. So those sure. players... Aren't going there for Brendan Rodgers. Some of them might have been like, "Oh, that's a way to get me in." But like players like Tim Weah and Oliver Burke and that, they're there on loan because they want to heighten their, you know, they want to get their name up I, higher, I get some game agree. experience. I don't,
0: I don't agree with that. I think a lot of clubs looked at Brendan Rodgers as a manager who's always brought through young players. I do and think it's part of it. Uh, yeah, 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 but sure. The,
2: but that's because you, if you know you're going to get game time somewhere and you're going to push for talent, like for honours, like Burke and that will do. Because yeah. you think he's going to come away with a league title, he'll come away with the Scottish Cup probably, yeah. having gone there for a few months. I want you. When you learn how to win stuff, I think that's a certain mentality. You can't buy it, Mm -hmm. and it makes players better. So if you're a serial winner, that makes you a better player, more valuable to other places. They'll go back to their parent club and be better footballers for it. And, of course, Rodgers is guaranteed to to play them and do well with it but the, and then there are other managers in Scotland That have the same
0: approach Well listen, Neil Lennon's going to come in He's you know He's got Celtic to the last 16 In the Champions League Before he's beaten the likes of Barcelona It's going to be one hell of a mental ride To the end of the season So that's it from us Jimbo and co are back on Thursday And if you like what you heard Subscribe to the Totally Scottish Football Show Wherever you download your podcasts We'll be back on Monday After Scottish Cup quarterfinal weekend And a fixture that so far this season Has given us 10 goals and 5 red cards most of those from Alfred Morelos, though. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's Aberdeen B rangers It should be an absolute belter.
4: You've been listening to the Totally Scottish Football Show, a Muddy Knees Media production. For sales and advertising, email sales at muddyneesmedia.com and be sure to check out our other football shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Audioboom and everywhere else you get your audio on demand.